Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back. This is the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, and I have the brilliant and amazing Jay Samet here with me on the line. Hey, Jay. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you. Now, you have been changing lives around the world for so many years now in in a multitude of ways, but you did something really bold with this latest project, put your reputation on the line and tried something kind of crazy that I think our listeners are really going to enjoy learning about. And hopefully it will help create some massive mindset shifts to help people understand what's possible for them. So can you start by telling the story of exactly what led to creating this book, Future Proofing You? So I share your belief that everyone is capable of success. We don't teach it in schools. We teach people how to be employees in a world that doesn't exist anymore. Yes. And so I wrote Disrupt You a few years ago to show people that, you know, change starts from within. And if you can figure out how to change that voice in your head, you can do anything. The most joyous thing I've ever done. I've run NASDAQ companies. I've I've created billion-dollar companies, and I've run companies with hundreds of thousands of employees. But when you're a CEO, your inbox is just, I hate you, I hate you, problem, they're suing, you know, (laughs) shareholders, whatever. When you write a book that changes people's lives, I've I've heard, and I say this in all humility, from people in 140 countries. It's in crazy languages. It comes out this year. Disruptive comes out in Urdu, Icelandic, Polish. So anyway, that's the backstory. And I get all these nice letters and it, it, it fuels me to work harder because I'm just doing this to, to pay it forward. I'm not doing this to make money. Yeah. But occasionally I get an email from usually a millennial that would say, this is all motivational, but I could never do it. And I realize I'm not a millennial. What am I missing that I'm not able to reach everybody? Mm-hmm. Where is it falling apart? So I decided, put the reputation on the line. And I did what I call the future proofing you experiment. I took a young man. He grew up on welfare, was on welfare. He was couch surfing, basically homeless, staying at friends' houses. And I mentored him one day a week for a year. Now, here were the ground rules. I gave him no capital. I didn't introduce him to any contacts. And I didn't tell him what to do. A good mentor shows you where to look, but doesn't tell you what to see. And he went to give away the ending. He went from homeless to self-made millionaire in 11 months. It wasn't easy. Yeah. But he was willing to work harder than most people so he can live the rest of his life in a manner that most people can't. Yeah. And so I distilled those lessons down to what I call 12 truths. And so Future Proofing walks you through his story and the 12 truths that if you embrace these, you will be successful. That pretty much summarizes everything that I believe about life. I think we were like, we're like spirit animals. I so believe it's available to all of us. I so believe it's available to all of us. And I love that you were willing to not just say, hey, guys, it's available to all of us. You were like, no, let me show you. And I think we share the first truth is one that I know you talk about all the time, which you have to have a growth mindset. Yes. You know, we all have problems, but if you realize that problems are opportunities in disguise, then the more problems you have, the more successful you'll be. Mm -hmm. So one of the fun Fun things is I didn't let the young man's name was Ben Clancy. I didn't let him read the book until after it was typeset because okay. I didn't want him to make any changes. Uh, yeah. And when he read it, he found out because I told him 
It's great. But the first time I met him, I lied to him. Mm. And I don't like lying, but here's what I did. I needed somebody to instantly have that growth mindset. And I didn't have the time in a year for him to organically develop. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there was a psychological phenomenon called the Pygmalion effect. It was named by a professor. He went to school, tested all the kids, told the teachers, these three, three students were going to be super learners, super achievers. They were going to go great this year. At the end of the year, they test the whole school. Those three kids were the super learners. Funny thing is the professor lied. He never read the first results. He picked three names out of a hat. But if you tell people they're special, oh, they internalize it to become so, so when I sat down with Vin, I told him that I had interviewed hundreds of candidates. He was the only one that had all the attributes to be successful. When in fact, if I cherry pick the perfect person, then it's not a valid test. He was the only person that I asked. So I had to convince that first person. I have to make them feel special. And in the book, six months into when he had already earned a half a million dollars, he gave me a note that he wrote to himself after our first meeting. When I took him out for pizza when I met him. And uh, he stayed back and wrote a note, which basically said, this old guy's full of it. I don't believe it, but I got nothing else going on. I'll play along. So he was willing <laughs> to try. Sure. And once that first month, he made $60,000. Again, with no capital, no business background, nothing. Mm -hmm. That growth mindset was established. It was a core part of his being. And what proved it to me was about in the middle of the year, something hit his business. It wasn't his fault, but basically got stomach punched, like knocked over. Sure. I said, okay, so the book will be about a guy who made a half a million dollars and he'll tap <laughs> out, right? But he did it. The second that hit him, he said, okay, that's not working. Let me flip. And at the end of our six-month meeting, his goal for that month was to make $100,000. And he only made... 96,000 and he was beating himself up. And I was just laughing saying, a year ago, he couldn't imagine being upset with himself for only making $96,000 in a month. Yeah. So some of the truths are things that we should all already know, yeah. but some are different in my take. So one of the, the differences that I talk about in Future Proofing You is fear. Mm -hmm. I hate motivational gurus that go, fear's not real, fear's in your head, you know, you, you can conquer fear. No, you can't. We are biologically hardwired to be fearful. True. The oldest Absolutely. part of our brain, the lizard brain, has the fight or flight, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I saw you today, the first thing before I have any rational thought, is this person trying to kill me, eat me, attack me? That's the first thing that goes through in a nanosecond, Okay. Athletes tap into that fear to get adrenaline yes. to pump them up and get them going. And then when they go through and they win the race, they can calm down. So fear is real. So most people, when they're entrepreneurs, are afraid of failing, afraid of being embarrassed, afraid of losing other people's money, afraid of losing their own money. All these fears, all are real. But if you have all those fears, Kelly, and you're walking down the sidewalk thinking about the things that are holding you back. And an 18-wheel truck comes barreling onto the sidewalk, knocking down trees, trash cans, and the brakes are out. It's come. Are you thinking how foolish you're going to look when you jump and run out of the way? No, because there's an existential life or death yes. fear. So yeah. yes. what I try to explain to people is you have to prioritize your fear. So if you're in a job 
it doesn't sustain you, that you're not growing from, that they just pay you enough to show up, but not enough to care. And you trade a day of your life, a week of your life. It turns into a year of your life, it turns into five. It turns into your whole life. You gave away your life. The most precious thing you'll ever have, you gave it away for what? For some fear of what people will think? Mm-hmm. That's insane. And if you don't believe me, go to ask your grandparents, go to an old age home and ask people their biggest regrets. So it's not what they failed at, it's what they failed to try. Yeah. So if you focus that life is going by, the sooner you start, whether it's a side hustle or hoping, the sooner you start, the more time you'll have to fail and build, fail and build. Because failing is part of the process. Now, here's the other part of fear. If you accept that everybody has these three basic fears, you know, embarrassment and all that, the person across the table from you also has those fears. Yes. Yes. So in the beginning of my career, I remember I was really young and had a meeting with the CEO of Pepsi. Oh, man, I studied everything. I was going to Armand, New York, to the big headquarters. I'm going to know everything possible. This is the most important meeting of my life. To the CEO across the table, this is the only thing stopping him from going to lunch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So how do you change that equation? You elicit their fear response. And I don't mean some mafiosa tactic. Hey, I came here today because I'm in Atlanta tomorrow, but I wanted to tell you, you know, what my new technology does. Now it's like, ooh, the competition does this. If the board finds out that we had a shot and they did it and I did it, I could lose this nice cushy job as CEO. So you can always frame things in a way that elicits those responses. And fear is such a powerful tool. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I have goosebumps. It's so important to talk about these things. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you're going so deep exploring and sharing these things as a business person that's done what you've done. I think there's a lot of like motivational ideas and theory and positivity around these concepts that isn't really helpful for people when they're in the trenches dealing with the true problems of scaling an organization, leading people, you know, being a role model in the market. But what you're talking about is coming from, you've climbed every mountain, you've been through it before. I can can relate to the whole side of it. I'm not sitting here because I'm the smartest dude in the world. I'm sitting here because I'm persistent. I failed more than anybody, which is why I'm successful. You only need two things to succeed in life. Insight and perseverance. I can teach you how to find the insights. One of the ways I get back is I teach how to build a high-tech startup at the largest engineering school in the country. I'm not an engineer. First semester, two students did $150 million. So it's achievable. We are one click away from 7 billion people. You only have to be right for a nanosecond to make a million dollars to change the world. It's so true. But we don't teach people that. And it all starts back in fourth grade math. Let me take you back, Kelly, to fourth grade math. Jay buys a banana for $1 and sells it for Kelly to $2. I make a dollar. That's business. That's how money is made. Yeah. No. Well, mathematically accurate, that's not how money is made. That's definitely not how wealth is made. Yes. That's yeah. called a, a zero-sum game, meaning the only way I make money is to take money from you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if she gets a raise and I don't, she's taking my money. If Immigrants are getting a job. They're taking my job. Other countries, robots. The whole world's against you. No wonder people are miserable. That's it. 
But let's do it another way. Kelly, I'm starting a new company. You know, I, I did the first auction at eBay. I started LinkedIn with Reed Hoffman. I sold my last advertising company for $200 million. I'm starting a new company. You can have 10% for $10,000. Okay, you invest. What do I now have? I have 10,000 in cash and 90,000 in stock that I can hire people with, buy things. I created money like Midas out of thin air. Mm -hmm. that's what entrepreneurs do. So you can make money the old fashioned way, like Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time. It's worth $80 billion. He's got a few more shekels than I do. <laughs> but he made 99% of that after he was 50. Yeah. And I'm on the other side of 50. And I can tell you, I would have had a lot more fun with it if I did it the way Kylie Jenner did. She became a billionaire with a B at 22. And when I tell audiences that, they go, well, she's a Kardashian. Yeah, there were no billionaires in the Kardashian clan. Right. What did she That's do right. different? Yeah. Why is there a self-made billionaire every 48 hours? Mm -hmm. Just take this pandemic. I spent years telling everybody your career will be disrupted. I don't have to make that argument anymore. But disruption isn't about what happens to you. It's about how you respond. Yes. So during the pandemic, yeah. 150 wealthiest people doubled their net worth. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk is worth mm -hmm. five times what he was a year ago. Not what they make in a year, their net worth. The bottom 140 million Americans yeah. are fighting over 1%. Mm -hmm. Not to talk politics, but when I saw what happened in our nation's capital this year, what I saw was thousands of people that feel left out, left behind, fighting for leftovers because they haven't been taught how the world works. Mm -hmm. They were taught the way the world supposedly worked in post-war American 1950s. Mm -hmm. Dad worked, mom stayed home. That one salary, the average house was two years salary. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you could send kids to school and retire with the pension. That world doesn't exist. Right. And if you think your job's secure, you weren't paying attention this past year. Yes. I was recently vice chairman of Deloitte, 44 billion a year. Accounting, going to be software. Most legal jobs, going to be software. Middle management, going to be Half of all jobs will disappear over the next five years. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't you rather future-proof yourself? I mean, then at the end of this, that year, when we got to month 11, he was like the, the marathon runner that sees the end. It's just like, uh, I'll just keep moving. But what kept him to go across it is he was going to stop and take a year off and travel the world. Okay, But he was able to do that because he knew whenever he wanted to plug back in, he was future-proof. He could do it again. Sure. And we all can. There are software tools that are free. I, I, there's a list of the 20 best tools that, that you should use. And so much has changed. And, and one of the biggest things that I covered in this book that was a gap in my first book was one of the truths is don't fly solo. Mm -hmm. We have this ethos, this myth of the self-made man or woman. There's no such thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I used to run the world's biggest music company. And I, I remember being at the old Wembley Stadium, 100,000 screaming fans or artists on the stage. And they're like, oh, that guy's all by himself. And he's singing from his heart to mine. What they don't see is the songwriters and the producers, yeah. the musicians yeah. and the managers and, and the PR. And it's everything. The huge truth. Yeah. So you can't make it on your own. You're you going to need a series of mentors. Yes. And so I teach people in Future Proofing You how to find mentors on LinkedIn, how to find the kind of people who would be right for them at that stage. And it's not, and I get tons of these, an email that says, hey, will you be my mentor? 
That's like walking into a bar and saying, hey, we have my baby. I don't think it works too well. Right. But yes. you can start that dialogue. That, that line wouldn't work with you, Kelly. <laughs> but if you can see people, what they're involved in, what charities they work in, yes. what they're posting, start that conversation. You could have a lifelong mentor with ever, without ever using the M word. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barbara Walters mentored Oprah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Mother Teresa found her mentor on a bus bench when she was waiting for a bus. Mentors are all around us. I've yet to meet somebody in my life that I can't learn from. It's so true. So, so if you believe that there's this abundance, if you believe that entrepreneurs create as opposed to take, then you realize that there's other people that share that belief that want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. And now you have a whole different attitude towards thriving as opposed to surviving. Yeah. I mean, when I talk and I, I speak all over the world, when I ask audiences, are you living life or just paying bills until you die? You could drop a pin in the room mm-hmm. because it like cuts most people to the core of what am I doing? When did I give up on my dreams? Why did I listen to all those people that gave up on their dreams and said that you can't? Mm-hmm. So if you're suffering from this pandemic, that's not your fault. If you don't do something about it, then it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote this book to, to get a starting point so everybody could say they're at least on equal footing where men started. Maybe they're a little bit better. They have more experience. And Ben didn't invent anything. It's not like I found the one guy that created the flux capacitor. Okay. Right, right, right. I just showed him some basic things. And one of the other truths is to fill a void. So I don't believe that entrepreneurs sell things. What I believe is they solve problems. Yes, I agree. Nobody went went to a hardware store because they wanted a quarter-inch drill bit. What exactly. they wanted was a quarter-inch hole. Exactly. So Exactly. Yes. If you find a void, if you do something that nobody else is doing, by definition, you're the best in the world in what you do. I have this conversation. You have no competition. It's, it's, it's it. And, and people think you have to be a rocket scientist to be that person. No, you have to be the person that wasn't so lazy to complain about it, but instead decides to do something about it. Right. Anytime. Every product you buy, every, everything you enjoy, every movie you see, every book you've read was, was created by a stubborn person. Yeah. You know, persistence and insight. Those are the only two things you need. You know, dozens of my friends and associates have become famous billionaires, okay? I'm not going to spend the name dropping. But I knew them before they had the money. Mm-hmm. They didn't come from the right families. They didn't go to the right schools. Some of them weren't actually that bright. Yeah. One in particular is basically <laughs> a log. But they didn't give up. Yeah. I say and so that's all it takes. It's the perseverance. It's the two things that you said earlier, right? It's the insight and the perseverance. It's so, so, so true. And, you know, I'm just, I'm so happy that you wrote this book. I'll get it, you know, the second that we get done here today and certainly want my team, my whole team to read it. This is so needed. And, you know, I think a lot of the things also that you're describing, Jay, it is a byproduct of the education system that people are funneled into. And you as a responsible adult have to commit to being a lifelong learner, pursuing coloring outside the lines. If you want to ordinary life, you can't go with the ordinary path that's handed to you. 
you have to step outside. You have to seek. You have to be a seeker, you know? And even if you're in the C-suite today, what got you there won't keep you there. No, it won't. No, I've been I've been brought in as the entrepreneur for some of the largest organizations on earth. No, just once in my life, I'd like a company to, to call me and say, you know, we just had our best year, Jay. Could you come in and make better? No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, no. I get the call. Well, we tried everything else. Yes. Hit hit the panic phone. Let's call Jay. Yes. And it all starts with our educational system was the product of the industrial age. Let's give them enough reading, enough writing so they can work in a factory. Well, I'll tell you something. In the U.S., our factories now produce twice as much as they did in the 1980s with one third of the employees. I'm on a board with a member of Foxconn. Foxconn makes your iPhones, your Playstations, whatever. They now have 11 lights out factories. What's a lights out factory? The lights are out because there's no humans in the factory. Wow. So truck driving jobs are going away. Lawyer jobs are going away. I mean, I, I can go on and on. But at the same time, these companies are creating these billion dollars of technology for you to make money with it. Right. And I'll give you a great example. Could you live without your phone? I could live without my phone. I do run my four companies from my phone. I will. Okay. So, <laughs> it's as close as the lover as anyone could get out of the machine. The first thing you see in the morning, last thing you kiss goodnight, you're spending five hours minimum a day with that phone. Yet 10 years ago, when the iPhone came out, let me tell you two of the top 10 best-selling apps. The Fart app, yep, and A Game with Cats, which is another way of saying no one envisioned Open Table or Robin Hood or the countless other apps that made millions and millions for people. Right, right. Now, what if I was to tell you that over the next three years, you're no longer going to be taking your phone out of your pocket? We're now moving into spatial reality augmented. We're all going to have glasses. Google's a client, Facebook's a client, Apple. I know exactly what's coming up. Best way to predict the future is hang out with the people that are coding it. Yes, yes. So if you're going to get your information here, if it gives you context in the world, it brings it to you. If Google isn't here, they go out of business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If this is the new device and Apple doesn't sell it to you, they go out of business. These are existential threats. So these guys are focused on the big, hard, heavy. One of the, the companies I mentioned actually has contact lenses that work. I wow. call it witchcraft, but, but trust me. So they're focused on that. What are they not doing? Doing the apps that solve basic problems. Right, right, right. So right. this is a trillion dollar opportunity. So just came from the doctor. The doctor tells you that you have diabetes. You can't eat things with sugar. Go into the supermarket. Show me all the products without sugar. Everything else disappears. Or show me what's on Cato. Or show me just the French wines. Or what's the wine that Oprah mentioned yesterday. So your environment now becomes dynamic. Sales and marketing all change at that point. Why wouldn't you want to get a piece of this? And I'll make it even more fun. What if I told you there were companies that will give you millions of dollars to create these things and don't want a penny back and don't want any equity? It's what I call OPM, other people's money. For each of those companies that are going to be competing in the space this Christmas, the next year and on, they want to showcase something that shows off their stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I launched a music store to compete with iTunes, I got McDonald's to spend $60 million advertising my store because I came with the idea of get a Big Mac, get a free track. 
Wow. I spent zero dollars in marketing and they drove me 20 million paying customers my first week. So you can do this. When the iPad came out, no one had ever swiped before. For anybody that's been using their thumb to date, I mean, there was a world where nobody knew how to swipe. Yes. Apple knew that they had to explain this in their TV commercials because it's a new concept. We used a mouse, we used a keyboard. So they looked around, they found this failing video game, uh, video game maker in Northern Europe that was on their last game and they made a game swiping. The game was called Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. They put this in every TV commercial for a year, $100 million immediately. You know what that did? Not only one of the best-selling games of all time, but $5 billion worth of lunchboxes, bed sheets, underwear, you know, you name it. So those opportunities are being snatched up right now. And unless you don't have any problems, then you don't have any ideas. But I explain to people how to do my three problems a day for 30 days technique to find those problems that scale and to figure out what to work on. And this is in the book. Do you this do the, the three book, yes. approach in the book? That is incredible. Yeah. I what know. happens is today you probably can name three problems off the top of your head. But by day two, day three, day four, you kind of go, I don't have any more problems because you're so on autopilot, like you all of us, that we don't think through the annoyances. Yeah. And I, I tell the story of one mom, and any parent can relate to this. It's, a, it's the middle of the week of school night. Their junior high school kid has a project she's making the poster board and she screws it up and she's like please buy me another sheet please please so the mom has to go to the store gets it on before she gives it to her daughter she takes a yardstick and makes little light lines across it so she can write nice and straight mm-hmm. next morning she calls her sister law she goes why don't they sell poster board like that make a long story short she gets a patent and today she makes about five million dollars no employees no work it is that easy. Mm-hmm. Starts with that insight and then that perseverance. Insight, and passion, perseverance. Passion, you hit a key one. So that's one of the truths is I try to teach you how to take perseverance and turn it into passion. Mm-hmm. Passion will get you through almost anything. A lot of people wonder, how is it that immigrants that come to the country not even speaking the language? Yes founded one third of the fortune 500 companies or their first generation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you may see somebody at a menial job. That's not their identity. They're already on a path to do something that got them to that point. And that passion pulls them through. And so, you know, I, I talked about, you know, you pass a construction site and there's three guys, you know, making a wall and you ask the first guy, what are you doing? He says, I'm laying bricks. He has a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the second guy says, I'm making a building. He has a career. And yes, the third guy says, I'm making a house of God. Right? Mm-hmm. He's building a church. To him, there's a purpose. Yeah. And so I believe that we each want to live a life of purpose. That's the purpose yes. of being here, of trying to make the planet better. And if you or your product or your company can tie into that, consumers expect that nowadays. Yes. And employees want that in the place that they work. They want to see those shared values. Anybody can make shoes, la-di-da. When Tom says you buy our shoes, yes. somebody that's never had a pair will get a pair. It gives a value to your purchase. Mm-hmm. So the last chapter of the book talks about sustainable capitalism. That the idea of capitalism is broken, and mm-hmm. I'm a capitalist, mm-hmm. but you can't have unlimited growth on a finite planet. Sure. 
So if you wait for the regulations that are going to happen to come in and put you out of business, or you can embrace this and get ahead and make a great business out of it. Walmart realized that after employees, their second biggest cost was energy. So they went and they took out all those fluorescent lights. They went to LEDs. They cut their electricity use. They save $100 million a year, not for the planet, for the P&L. Yeah. But when they do it, what does Target have to do? They have to respond. Yeah. So then Target is now the largest installation of solar panels in the world. Wow. So this is where we're headed. So as long as there's problems, there's solutions. And opportunity. And that's, and that's opportunity. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it's, yeah, th- this is mind blowing stuff. I mean, I, I can't wait to read the book. I hope everyone listening will get the book. This is the straight talk and the real stuff of entrepreneurship that just, it, there's not enough conversation. There's not enough people like you out there, but it is, uh, it, it's just brilliant. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. What's the website for the book? Is it um, so you can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever, Future Proof yeah. You. If you go to my website, jsamet.com, and again, I don't sell anything. There I have free workbooks for both Disrupt You and Future Proofing You so that you can get the most out of these books. So you can do the exercise to start mapping out your plan, mapping out your future. And it's funny, I get to hear from readers that have done the process, and then they tell me their success story. They couldn't support their family or whatever. So, and I do this because I love democracy. And you cannot have a free country without a strong middle class. Yes. And our middle class has been eviscerated. Yeah. And the old people that create jobs and opportunity are entrepreneurs. So I thank you for what you do every day and keep on preaching. Thank you so much, Jay. It was an honor to have you on the show, really. And I, I really, really appreciate everything that you shared. Guys, go get the book, Future Proofing You. It will change your life. I cannot wait to read it. I can't wait to get my whole team to read it. I'm going to be sending it out to everyone I know. And uh, I, it was a pleasure having you here. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. I have a question for you, though. Have you actually subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode? As you guys know, this is 20 minutes or less of power pack strategy that is going to help you crush your goals, unleash your potential, and create your dream life. So you haven't subscribed already? Make sure you do that today. And while you're at it, if you love today's episode, why not share it with a friend? I would have so much gratitude for you sharing the podcast and helping us get it out in the world so we can change more lives.